All right, stick around to the very end of the podcast because you got an extra 30 minutes of great content. I'm talking great, the best content ever. Uh, as we're going to put the interview with Chris Hardwick from this morning on the uh, end of the podcast. Very cool conversation about the Talking Dead, Walking Dead, uh, comedy, etc. So that'll be on right after the closing jingle. You'll have 30 minute conversation with Chris Hardwick. And now. The Big D and Bubba Weekly Podcast. Big D and Bubba, they have a show five days a week, but they don't get to say everything that's on their mind. So they have an extra one, and that's how we get the podcast, the podcast, the podcast. Big D and Bubba Podcast, the podcast, the podcast. Big D and Bubba's podcast. Oh, yeah. So the podcast is sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Uh, You can get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. O'Reilly, better parts, better prices every day. O'Reilly Auto Parts. So check it out. Uh, Also, we do want to tell you to please buckle up. If you're listening to the podcast and you're maybe about to operate a motor vehicle or you're in a motor vehicle or you're whatever you're doing, buckle up. There's no good excuse for not doing it. Uh, The cops are out there writing tickets. People are getting in car crashes and all that kind of stuff. Why would you take the risk? Click it or ticket. Get it done, baby. Okay. 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 Your mic is not on, Patrick. There you go. Sorry about that. I was like, I don't think my mic's on. Yeah. Yeah. You sing a lot. So, hey, um, are you saying you muted it on purpose? <laughs> Maybe. Um, so, okay. yeah, Chris Hardwick is going to be uh, on the podcast. Uh, the end is, well, I guess he's part of our podcast. We had a chance to talk with him um, this week, and uh, he was really great. He came in the studio. You guys uh, all geeked out over the geek. and Well, he is like the king of the geeks. And so, uh, it was. We all have different reasons for being. Well, Bubba and Carson more for the walking dead stuff but I, I i'm more of a fan of his stand-up and the nerdist and all that stuff and i i, I like the nerdist stuff too though i told vivica the night before uh that i was so i was so nervous to meet him because i didn't want him to you know because yeah. comedians are sometimes not well nice that's the thing you never want to meet your heroes because yeah. when you do sometimes they're oftentimes they're not what you want them to be and because in your head you go oh this is going to be one of the coolest people ever and then you meet them and it's like and i've been such a fan of his stand-up and and i mean i watched singled out when i was a kid on, M- on MTV? mtv when he was probably only like 20 when he did it but still it was just he was so over the top nice like just yeah exactly Ta- if you told me what's the best possible outcome to this that's how nice he was when he came in here to this. it was just so great yeah good a little man crush. I do. A little bit. It was cool, I, too, because we got to find out about uh, the Walking Dead stuff. You know, Fear the Walking Dead is coming back on Sunday. And uh, we talked about Dwight. We talked about all that kind of stuff. So uh, Dwight from The Walking Dead is going to... Do you have... Carson, do you have a Game of Thrones cup? No, it's Iron Maiden. Oh, that... What? Iron Maiden. I thought it's it was... Iron Maiden cup. It looked like a white walker from here Well, in the Eddie kind of does look like a white walker. Yeah, hold on. Let's. Uh, shall we show this? Uh, yeah, go ahead. There we go. To anybody who may be watching, I don't want to put this over all the electronics. He kind of does look like a White Walker. Yeah, he does. Especially on the back. Yeah, they might have ripped him off. Huh. Oh. Who knew? Yeah. Now that you mention it, Thanks. yeah, the White Walkers, they have a whole... The Night King could be Eddie in a different universe. Wow. I also love the fact that uh, Carson comes in dressed up like she's uh, about to be knighted. Like, like that I am, I'm going beyond the wall on. to fight yeah. the Night King. She's got a cloak on made out of a blanket because Go on, it's cold. <laughs> I'm cozy. Oh, good, Do we man. really keep it that cold in here? No, we don't. Yeah, no, we don't. Like, it's chilly. I just read a thing the other day saying that it's worse. Like ladies are more, um, what's the word? Uh, more productive. If it's warmer, correct. And guys are more productive if it's, it's colder. colder. And mm-hmm. well, yeah, because we're hot and they're cold all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just no, but they're saying like actual work production is yeah. a major factor. So I tape my podcast for now in Carson's studio, and it's hard to sit in there for an hour and a half. Why? It, because it's hot. Because we have the temperature adjusted in her studio to keep it warmer than it is in in here. Mm-hmm. And she has a heater, but she, I don't want to turn it on. But it's just, oh, it's miserable. I have headphones on and my 
hair my you know hairline starts sweating right there right yeah, under the headphones yeah i don't mean to betray my sisters but i will say that sometimes if i have the heater on like when it's winter mm-hmm. and i crank it up all nice and toasty there is a good chance i could fall asleep so it might actually be better for my productivity to be a smidge chillier Mm-hmm. Even if I'm wrapped up in a blanket, because I have a tendency to go, oh, this is so nice and cozy, and realize my eyelids are drooping. <laughs> are you a uh, blanket person, like in the middle of summer? Like Stacy, yes. my wife carries blankets and jackets with her everywhere. I mean, it could be a hundred degrees outside, and she's going to have a blanket or a jacket in her hands. And you're like, what are you doing? She's like, as soon as I walk into the restaurant, the movies, whatever it is that we're going to, she's like, it's freezing cold. It's horrible. I can't handle it. And I'm like, it feels good. It's true. It even good. at, even at my house, I keep the air conditioner on and I will cozy up under a blanket to watch TV. You know, at, at like 6 o'clock at night. Okay, well, you're part of the problem then. You're running your air conditioner and getting under a blanket. Mm-hmm. You should raise the temperature and not use the blanket. Uh, No, because I like to be cozy. Oh, wow. Isn't there something better to be uh, – I find it more comfortable to be cold and warm up than to be comfortable. Oh, is there anything worse in the summer when you're hot and you go to get in bed? Because also I like blankets. I can't sleep without blankets on. And so, it, oh, if it's hot. I can't sleep if it's hot, man. I can only it's sleep awful. with a sheet on. Ugh. I can't sleep with an actual blanket. I oh, don't that's like, so weird. You know how they have those blankets with their weighted blankets, yeah. you know? My wife has one of those. I'm like, get that away from me. <laughs> like, I feel like somebody is sitting on me when I have blankets. Even our, our comforter, she'll put it on. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, if I just have it, I can't sleep with just a sheet or with, like, no sheet or bedding or anything like i feel naked even though i'm in jammies and vivica's brother and sister-in-law are always trying to say we should go let's go camping oh i love no. some camping no no, no. fat like person veto no way <laughs> i do not want to a sleep on the floor on the ground b it's hot my idea of camping is staying at like a cheap motel like a motel six or some you some got that from stacy or wherever you've because heard that's from. the way stacy was she's like camping is a cheap hotel yeah mm-hmm. and she didn't say motel she said hotel yeah. which there's a big difference a cheap hotel means it's going to be somewhere expensive um, if this... the doors open to the outside that's camping this is a one-star <laughs> hotel and it has terrible ratings on google yep camping mm-hmm. <laughs> set up a tent let's I'm, do this i'm going to a music festival in october and you can camp for three days and i was telling somebody about it i forget who it was the other day and they were like oh well it's october it won't be too bad to camp and i was like Wait, we've met. No. You, ought, I said, no, Camping I got a hotel. Yeah. It's 40 minutes from my house and I got a hotel. Yeah. No. Just in I don't case. Wanna, no. I don't camp. Do you go? You don't camp, do you? Me? No. We yeah, had no. A, he had an RV, remember? Oh, yeah. Class See? A RV. Ooh, RV. Nice. That's... All right. I would do that. Yeah. We had a big, gigantic... Even that. That's my idea of roughing it. Like staying in the RV. I man, I can't tell you how many times I've gone camping, and we'll go to a lot of the off-road parks and everything in the Jeep, and I'll pull up. I won't even put my tent up because I'm like, what am I doing? I'll just lay down in my driver's seat. I'll clear the spot behind so I can put it as low, you know, fold the seat back as far as I can. I'll just sleep in there instead of having to go through the trouble of putting up a tent. Yeah, yeah that still I'm, sounds better to me. Yeah. And besides, I'm kind of protected from the elements in there too. And I don't, I don't mean this in any sort of weird way, but between like the three of you, the idea of actually getting a tent, I, I would assume like just even from a height perspective for you guys to fit in them and then having to get air mattresses and stuff, well, it just I don't feels have like that problem. you're not a, it's just size wise. I just don't think it works. Yeah. Uh, I love the RV. I loved RV camping. The issue I had when, you know, ours was, was, was an old RV and a used one. And, and so there, every time we took it out, something went Bat wrong. It was something would break on it. So you had to, you got to set up all your, you know, you got to get your campsite. You got to level it out. You got to. I mean, it's, it's, the setup is, it's not hard. It's just time consuming. And then you're in there and you're you're living in it. And then when you're ready to go in two days or a day or whatever, then you got to clean out the tanks and, you know, the black water. The black water. I mean, there's there's a lot to it, and you. It's just that. Well, that's why I like, again, going back to the Jeep thing, because it's comfortable enough to where I have no setup, none whatsoever. Uh, and I just lay down and I'm on basically a mattress in the Jeep. I'm good to go. And it's comfortable. I don't have to sleep on the ground. 
Uh, hey, Carson, what was your favorite thing about Chris Hardwick? Oh, my gosh. What was my favorite? You know what? He was so um, – I felt like he was just one of us, that we were just having this yeah. cool conversation with somebody that we – like, if he was – if he lived here – I feel like we could all have We these. would hang? Yeah. Like I often? Just, yeah, because at first I was like, oh my gosh, this is Chris Hardwick. And it was so quickly to settle into, uh, hey, he's a normal person with him. I just didn't feel on edge. I, I felt he was just so engaged. I love how complimentary he was about the studio and talking and how he'd talked to you guys in the past. I just thought he was so very I thought it was cool he earth. remembered us from all the times we've yeah. had him on the show. Because a lot of times you'll have a guest on and they're just a phone call guest and you don't feel like you're, uh, you know, connected as well. And he seemed very cool mm-hmm. with, with, you know, he walked in. He's like, man, I've talked to you so many times. It's cool to actually be here. I'm like, I don't wow. think he remembered. Really? You're so I cynical. Did. I didn't <laughs> I want to believe. I, when he said that, I was like, well, then who told him? You've been on the hey, show before? The person that was with him did not tell him. Now, I no, know that his, for a fact. The his person, publicist might have, though. The publicist, know. yeah. Even maybe. if he does, it's still a nice doesn't thing. doesn't matter. It's the fact that he tried to make that yeah. connection. It's like Garth Brooks yeah. remembering your name. If Garth yeah. Brooks remembers your name, which, by the way, he will because he's got I, photographic memory. If Garth remembers your name, you're like, oh, my gosh, that is a cool. He remembered me from yeah. five years yeah. ago or and whatever. That's Garth because he has super memory. I, I posted a picture on the Instagram and Twitter at Radio Patrick uh, just <laughs> earlier today of me and Carrie Underwood from like 2012. And I told that story on my last podcast that I walked up and she said, hey, Patrick, how are you? And I know with no doubt in my mind, with 100% certainty, I know that Carrie Underwood does not know my who I am or even my name. Does not she at have all. somebody who's a whisperer? I am, I, am, I am every bit as impressed, though, that somebody on her staff felt it was important enough to tell her my name so she could pretend to know it. To me, that's as impressive that's as just, if she'd known it. That's just known as herself. impressive yeah. is having somebody who's available yeah. to you to be I, I like this that person for you. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Um, who do you think would definitely know, for real, know Patrick's name? Blake uh, Shelton. Blake Shelton. Country singers? Yeah, well, Blake, I don't know. I would have said Blake five years ago. Blake, after being on The Voice for eight years and living in L.A. and doing his voice thing and never being around, Dude, I don't know if he'd even recognize Blake me. would walk up and lick your face. Yeah. He'd be like, hey, <laughs> okay, so what I you say doing, Patrick? Blake would. Um, how about Marin Morris? Mm, no. I'm not sure she could pick me out of a crowd. Oh, uh, whatever. Mm, no, I'm serious. Dude. Garth Brooks. Yeah, Garth would because he's Garth. Maybe. I've talked too, to Garth a lot, but at Patrick's parties. hair and beard has evolved in just the last few months, that's and true, that could but, be a detriment. But it's also it's also a thing that's recognizable that people. Can but spot Garth him in a hasn't crowd. seen you right. since yeah, this. That's seen what I'm saying. Thomas, right? This bad? No, no way. Um, Chris, Tom, Thomas would know that he knows us. He wouldn't know from where. Would, no, Chris Jansen. Oh, one hundred percent, Chris Jansen. Would know me if he walked into a room and saw me. He would Luke know. Combs. Yes. Kane uh, Brown. Yes. Luke Bryan. Mm. Really? You know what? I introduced myself to Luke one time at a party not too long ago, and he actually kind of played it off like, man, you don't have to int- keep introducing yourself. I know who you are. But he didn't know who I was. Well, I ran into <laughs> You know I what? Ran I don't know that. That. You don't he know that. He was trying to do the whole, man. I, I, I was going to say, you, you could say that, but I ran into Luke Bryan one night um, getting some wings with the family. And, you know, we just kind of happened to be walking near each other at the same time. He's like, you're going to say hi or what? And I'm like, well, hey, yeah. man, I said, you're with your Jason family. Jason Aldean did that to me once. Now, Jason would recognize me. And one time I didn't say hi to him because I thought he doesn't know who I am and I'm just going to be that guy. And he kind of started to walk past me and he goes, you're not going to tell me hi? And I was like. Oh man, I didn't think you'd recognize. Well, that that's kind of I, thing, I didn't do that. I, didn't, I was like, "You're with your family, dude. I'm not going to bug yeah. you when you're with your family." And he's like, "Nah, man." So he's like, "You're with yours." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." And he's like, "Let's go say hi." Do you want to keep girls, playing the game? I can the girls see it. thought it was fun. <laughs> Kelly Pickler. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Really? Probably. I think Kelly has a crush on you. Me? <laughs> no. All right. Go Lauren, with it. Lauren Elena. Yes, a hundred percent. Um, you know, help me out with some names here. Uh, um, Leroy Jenkins. People I know that know me, Dustin Lynch, you know. John Rich. John Rich. Mitchell uh, Tenpenny. No, I don't know that he would. If, 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 if I wasn't with you guys, if I was just like at a bar, I'm not sure he would recognize Justin me. Moore. Uh, no, I don't know. What? Yes, he would. You think? Yeah. Oh. Dan and Shay. 
both of them or either of them? Nah, I think they might know that they know me, but they wouldn't know my name or wow, why. Really? Yeah. Rodney Atkins? Uh, no, no way. Really? I don't spend enough time with Rodney Atkins. Chris Young sees me at, out at the bar, actually, and he knows who I am. Brett um, Probably knows me as no, no way. Really? But Chris probably knows me as much as the guy at the bar than as, as than as <laughs> you know the guy from this show. Brett, I, I it was kind of the same thing that happened with Luke. I was working out one day. Yeah, that's right. I did it one day, <laughs> and um, I was working out, and Brett walked in with some dude, and they were you know I guess like one of his publicist <laughs> people or whatever, and he started working out, and finally goes, dude. I'm like, yeah. He goes, you gonna say hey? I was like, you're working out. Again, I had to do the same thing. I'm like, I'm letting you live your life. Speaking of people who work out with Bubba, Kip Moore would yeah. recognize me if he walked in. Kip Moore Kip said hi to me on the way into the gym, but I think he's just a nice guy. Yeah. He had no idea who I was. I had just finished. I was a sweaty mess and I'm gross. And I walk out, I'm like, oh, no, it's Kip no. Moore. And he was like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, I can't even speak. I'm so out of breath. But the, hey. I will tell you this. And Kip, I will tell it to your face. You're gross. Kip Moore, if he's sweaty and you walk into the gym, he'll just run up and go, ah, and he hugs you. And he's oh, always got sweaty the, hug. And he's got the sleeveless shirts on. So oh, he's I, got the arm sweat and everything. I'm like, dude, you just sweat oh, it I'm, all over I'm me. I'm so in for that. <laughs> <laughs> now suddenly I am enticed to go to the Carson gym. Carson made it nasty. Oh, please. Uh, that was PG. <laughs> <laughs> You're gross. Eric Church. Oh, no. What about Chris Stapleton? God, I want to say yes, but I don't think so. Dude, he's your voicemail. He yeah, but I don't. Leave a message for Patrick. He knows you. Maybe. He knows oh. you every time I text your, uh, to, for him to call in and tell you happy birthday when it's not <laughs> when your it's birthday. it's not my birthday. <laughs> God, that's so embarrassing. Did I say Eric Church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did. Uh, what about uh, Lee Bryce obviously would know you. Yeah, Lee would. You know. Jared. There was a time where Taylor Swift knew all of us. Now I don't know that Taylor Swift would recognize any of us. I feel like she really There was just a time got... she baked cookies for Taylor us. Taylor Swift used to show up. Carson, man, that was so cool. Taylor Swift yeah. used to show up with cookies. And be like, hey, That guys. she baked the night before. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of you. Yeah, That is so nice. Bought be you careful. You got to pull some cat hairs out every now and then. Oh, man. That's <laughs> great. Uh, Brett Young. Would Brett Young know you? Mm-hmm. No. Florida Georgia Line dudes. Either one of them. Nope. What? Yeah. See, I thought you were in the middle of all that world. Like, because you go but I to don't all these events. Insert myself. You know me well enough. I don't try to insert myself into these. I don't act like people know who I am. Some people are really outgoing, like Dustin Lynch and Jason Aldean and those guys. They want to, you know, they want to make sure they know you, so they make a point to get to know everybody. Cody Johnson. Um, oh yeah, Cody Johnson. I think maybe. Maybe. There are also <laughs> some. You went, you went from positive. Oh yeah. Maybe. Oh yeah. Come <laughs> there are also some people that we see. At a number of these events, who try too hard yeah. to get themselves in front of those folks, yeah, yeah, and you don't, you don't want to be, be Captain Tryhard. No, Kelsey Ballerini. I, you know, I would have said yes. I would think Kelsey knows me. She's been in this studio fifteen times. Uh, but when we were at that Keith Urban thing where he did the at the exit in, mm-hmm. he played a Keith Urban played a show for like two hundred people, and she came out and opened, and I I waved at her and said hi, and she just kind of looked past me like I wasn't even there. And was I'm she like, on stage at that time? No, but she was walking up to the stage. But I well, thought she was in but stage. I mean, she was mode, maybe, though. but I mean, like she looked right past me like I wasn't there. And I right, thought, because she was looking at the yeah, other one hundred ninety nine people that were there. So when you try your best and you don't <laughs> succeed, <laughs> Old Dominion, those dudes recognize no. you. Mm-mm. Honestly, I don't know. Keith which Urban? One's which. Would Keith Urban recognize you? Carson? Would Keith Urban know who I was? No, I'll tell no. you though. But Keith has a very, very good person that works with him mm-hmm. who is very good about it's saying to him, good. here is everybody's name. Because the last time I saw him, it, he came over to say hello. And I'm like, I know he doesn't know it. And he's like, yep. hey, in his Australian accent, hi, Carson. Nice to see you. And then as I'm leaving, he's like, thanks for coming, Carson. And I was like, oh, yeah. No, Same thing. No. I went. I went to an interview Carson did with. She went to a studio, to, a different studio, to interview Keith Urban. And when I walked in, he goes, "Hey, Carson. Hey, Patrick." And I was like, "Yeah, they told you before we got <laughs> oh, That's pretty good, there. though. It's good. He's again. He's one of the best. He's one of the best at. I don't even want to say pretending, but he knows he knows you. He yeah. doesn't remember right how how you know. I mean, he's Keith Urban's met literally tens of thousands yes. of people. He's so good at making you feel like tens of thousands. I would think he's probably oh, I met mean, a I million. Mean just in our, he's seen a million our, faces yeah. and he's rocked them all. And he's rocked them all. Thank I you. mean, just in our business, people. You know, how many people have interviewed Keith Urban? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, thousands. 
So, but he's on that Garth Brooks, Taylor Swift level of yep. being able to make you feel like he really cares only about you. Really, what you? Oh, what do you think? You know, Johnny Joey's so, on Fox. Hello, Johnny Joey. Hey, Johnny Joey. Now he would know you. Yeah, no, not if if I wasn't with you guys, he would never recognize me. Really? No chance. Johnny no. Joey Jones. That's a dude, man. Triple J. Yeah. He's a. God, he's never a dude. forget the first time we met him when he came in here and made jokes about how he was a bomb tech, but he was a bad one. He <laughs> said, "I used to be the bomb, and I, used then to I get blown up by one." <laughs> he's just, you know, for a dude to have that sense of humor about not having legs, that's just cool. Oh, he's the outnumbered guy today. That's cool. I want to. What is the outnumbered guy? It's it's this show where there's one one guy and four ladies. But the guy is like the, you know. He's the, outnumbered. He's outnumbered. Okay. So he's it's not just like a short segment. He's going to be on the whole show. That's oh, cool. Good for him. I like to, I like to read his, his Twitter. He yeah. kind of goes all. I love Johnny. He's good. We pretty much agree on about 90% of everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So um, I think we should get into the Chris Hardwick stuff. I know yeah. people have been really wanting to. to I feel uh, bad for the, uh, the people who are only, you know, I. Again, I will say it, as great as it is to watch the Facebook feed, because there's a lot of people who that's the only way they catch the podcast is through the Facebook feed. If you actually get the audio version of it, you get extra stuff. It's way better. You get it more, really is. You really do. You get more. Sure, you don't get to see our beautiful faces. Uh, that's sarcasm, by the way. <laughs> but you do get to get all the other things that are uh, not included on the Facebook feed. So, again, if, you... if you're on Facebook and you want to... Listen to it. We're going to tweet out the links for the podcast. Uh, we will go ahead and share that link also in the comments of this video for those people there. That way you can watch or listen to it. Because the Chris Hardwick interview, it's like 30 minutes of pure fun. I mean, it's absolutely, there's never a lull. So it's, enjoyable. It's very and entertaining. It's really, really good. Remember, if you're using uh, really anything, but for the more importantly, if you're using Apple or iTunes to listen to this podcast, please give it a five-star rating, uh, subscribe and give it a five-star rating because those really help. Uh, and share it with your friends. If you like it, friends. share it because it's, you know, that's Tell how we people, grow it. Hey, this was kind of fun. All right. Uh, so the podcast, again, stick around for the Hardwick interview on uh, the audio only version. So the podcast is sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all all of them, all of your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Big D, say the phrase. Uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Okay. This was the podcast, but now it's over. But that's okay, because you can listen to the regular show on the radio every day. It was the podcast. It's okay. Hey, Chris Hardwick's uh, in the studio with us wearing his, uh, he's already nerding out on you, Bubba. He's already got his droid hat on. Oh, oh you know what? I got this at uh, the new Star Wars land at Disneyland. Oh, oh you, you got to go, go already? I did. Oh. I did, but. Uh, That's what happens when you're the nerd king. They let no, you do no. stuff like that. No, yeah, it was, uh, I went, uh, my, uh, my buddy Will Wheaton and I went, because we've been going to Disneyland for like almost 30 years together, and we got to go, and uh, it was amazing. What amazing. what is it? I heard uh, Patrick. I mean, uh, Bubba and Carson talking about it the other day. Um, it's so it's the first like expansion at Disneyland uh, in forever, and they actually expanded the park, and it's a whole separate. Okay, so Chris, I have to interrupt. Mm -hmm. Star Tours has yeah. been the highlight of Disney for me forever. Still there, but how does the new stuff compare to Star Tours? Well, Star Tours is one ride, and this is an entire land. So it's I I'm they said I'm not allowed to talk about it publicly until after May 31st, but I'll tell you this: it's completely immersive. It's like you in a, you're like on an outpost, and there's two rides. One of them, the second one, doesn't open until September, and then it's just like you're in a, a Star Wars tale. Basically, it's completely immersive. You can't see anything else outside. Do the they stand. have characters that you interact with? And yeah. And and you don't have oh, to wow. confirm or deny this, but a friend of mine got to go do a preview, mm -hmm. and she got to fly the Millennium Falcon. I mean, I can't confirm or deny that. But uh, it looked pretty dope. <laughs> I'll show you her pictures. She's, it's, like, all famous or something. It's pretty spectacular. The whole the whole thing is is pretty amazing. And and um, But what I do know, what I can say is that for probably, like, a year, 
Disneyland is going to be uh, just bottlenecked with people. I mean, it's it's already crowded. Okay, so uh, Avatar, the Avatar ride, that's the flight a, that's thing. That's Disney World. Okay, but what I'm saying is, have you done that? No, because okay. uh, we went, I, I did the one where you kind of float through the river and you see the yeah, Navi. Yeah, no, I'm talking end. about the flying We thing. didn't do the flying one because I, I wish I had done it, though. I, I get a little motiony on rides. That are you know well, like everybody the full who's field done division. that has cried. They come out going, "This is the greatest, greatest thing I've I ever done." I knew it. I should have done it. I should have done it. Damn it! Now I gotta go back to Florida. <laughs> come on, put one of those in Anaheim, California. They yeah. don't have the real estate. That's the problem. No, they don't. They don't. It's it's the because we we were just my wife and I were just in Europe and we stopped at Disneyland Paris, and Disneyland Paris is like. Four times the size of Disneyland uh, in California, but like a a quarter of the people are there. And it's like there's barely anyone there. Oh, because we, we're going to be in Paris this summer. Maybe are you? Should, yeah, maybe we should do it. Dude, you got to go to Disneyland Paris. Seriously. I, I just, yeah, I was, I was like, because my daughter brought it up. I would never think to I'm, go to Disneyland yeah, that's what I'm like, I'm in Europe. Not, uh, it's yeah. great. And, I, you know, a lot of, because my wife and I were in Italy for a couple of weeks and then, we were going to go to the to London, and I go, well, let's just stop in Paris and go to Disneyland. She was like, oh, that's a great idea. And so when we would tell people, we're like, oh, what are you going to see in Paris? We're like, <clears throat> Disneyland. You know, that's that's <laughs> hard. <though. laughs> you're only there oh for God, this is the saddest, most American thing I've ever heard. That's like going to Paris and eating at McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of. Just, yeah, kind of. Is. Well, it's pretty French. I mean, it's like Disneyland Paris is still it's still pretty French. I mean, you know, it's it's like they've infused. Does it help that they have a Ratatouille ride? Maybe. Yeah, perhaps. No? Perhaps. Is Magic Mountain called Le Magic Mountain? No. Yes. <laughs> there's a, it's, there's, there's spa- they have Space Mountain, and it's Jules Verne themed, and then Star Wars themed on top of that. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, but they have a lot more roller coasters there. Like, a lot of their rides are roller coasters. So like it's like Six Flags and... Yeah. Uh, and- well, it's Disney. not. I mean, it, sort of. It's like it's like a mashup. So their Space Mountain is more like a roller coaster. Their Indiana Jones ride is more like a roller coaster. Like oh, they just have a lot of roller coasters there. Chris, uh, you don't. You may have picked up on it, but uh, big fans of yours. Uh, Carson uh, had to leave, go home, and do her makeup again. Yeah, they forgot to tell me you were coming, oh, and I what? had to go to Walgreens yes, so and buy a curling iron. Oh, come on. Iron. Well, she everyone, bought makeup everyone, and a curling iron. So that everyone her- looks amazing. I know I've called into the show before, but I have to say, your studio is... Yeah, it's pretty dope. The best. Yeah, it's, it is. It, it is the best. It really is the best. The vibe in here... It uh, it should this should be televised. <laughs> now we don't like TV. The, the, TV used gets goofy. T- they always plus TV adds weight to you. That's oh, the last sure. thing we need. <laughs> gotcha. Is to have Fair weight way. added. Uh, <laughs> honestly, you know, uh, thank you for the uh, compliment on the studio. Of course. The next level is when we finally outgrow this place. We're putting it on on uh, a tree, mm-hmm. and it's gonna because it's very clubhouse vibe anyway. It is. It is. And so we figured we'll just go full treehouse. Can I get into the upside down from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you <laughs> can actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because the sewage <laughs> runs above your head. Oh, that, it sure does. Right yeah. there is a sewer pipe. Oh yeah, look at all that poop. <laughs> oh, you guys. Man, I fear. I have this fear that one day it's going to leak because it's uh, right behind it's me, right there. Yeah. But you know, they tell me that pipe's good for fifty years and it's only eight years old. So we're Things probably okay. I didn't okay. think about until just now. Yeah. You got Fantastic. forty-two good poop-free years. <laughs> So where, hopefully, where it, are, for it rains. Uh, where are we on uh, Walking Dead, Talking Dead? Carson, uh, is, you're, I don't know, probably our go-to expert. Fear is back this weekend. Fear's back Sunday. Mm-hmm. Fear's back Sunday. And then um, and then Talking Dead is on after. I think they've put another show in between us. Why? And, uh, it's something they do. They try something. to make us watch something else. Oh. You know, they're trying I know to, Chris they're can't say it. this, but... Mm. <laughs> what? No, everything they do is great. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love being separated by the show we're talking about <laughs> by so, an hour. It okay. makes a lot of sense. Can I ask a major question about Fear? Because Fear was originally, it was launched as, okay, we're going to go back eight years and look at how the whole thing happened. Right. And how the zombie apocalypse began, which we did. And then, what, three seasons in, they fast forward... And all of a sudden, we're we're closer in time, but not exactly there. And all of a sudden, Morgan from The Walking Dead shows up. And then now, starting this season, uh, what's his name with the, the Iron Face? Dwight. Dwight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dwight's going to be... Iron Face. <laughs> it sounds like what a grandparent would say about an Avengers movie. You're going to see that Iron Face movie? 
<laughs> it's Iron Man. Well, that he had an iron pressed to his face. Whatever. Iron face. Iron face. Anyway, he's so got an iron body. Dwight, Dwight's the... supposed to be back, and he left to go look for Shelly, or is that his wife's name, his or wife. whatever? Yeah. But but here's the thing. They so initially, I think the plan was. Like, well, we're not going to connect these two shows. And then I think they were like, well, why wouldn't we? And so after a few seasons, then they decided that the shows, like, it should all be part of... I mean, because it was all part of the same universe. Yeah, but what are the odds that Dwight travels 900 miles across the barren wasteland of the uh, the zombie apocalypse and finds Morgan? Okay, well, what are the odds that Scooby-Doo and the gang would run into Jerry Reed and the Harlem Globetrotters? <laughs> Pretty good. And Batman and Robin. And Batman and Robin. So... This thing's happened in television land, you know? That was Jerry Reed. I didn't know who that was. That was uh, J- Jerry Reed popped up on that. Jerry Reed was like, who, by the way, it's like one of the best guitar players in the history of guitar. Are we talking Absolutely. about Jerry Reed like... Yeah, like he's smoking Savannah Jerry Reed. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know he made an appearance on Scooby-Doo. He made an appearance on Scooby-Doo. He was in the seven, you know, in the 70s, 60s and 70s, Super famous, especially after smoking the bandit. Mm-hmm. And he popped up on a. They're just like in the middle of a swamp and they're all like, Jerry Reed, what's up, kids? You know, they, <laughs> hey, you know it's like, Moses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just out in the middle. You know, so they. It, it, was, a, it was a common Scooby Doo. Uh, common Scooby Doo. So are, are we basically now, are Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead now in the same month? No, I think they're weirdly. I think they're still separated because then last season, Walking Dead jumped ahead. Yeah, we're, several years. We're ahead six years now. Yeah, in Walking oh, Dead, remember? Man, well, that's yeah. really messing me up. And then apparently they're going to do a third Walking Dead show. Wait, what? But wait, if they're six years apart, so now basically it took six years for Dwight to walk to Texas. From <laughs> no, they're not. No, it, he. It, it, what? He, he's in the previous time. Yeah, like okay. he walked over there and then walking. <laughs> di- I don't know. Oh, well, what do we have cars? There's, I've there's, never been more happy that I don't watch this show. There's, right now, there's, there, there's an there's like an uh, there's like an Einsteinian relativity thing where it's like they traveled ahead this time and yeah. then they were back this far. Just go with it. Just yeah. go with it because we're getting a third series and there's then we're getting the series. Rick movies. Yeah, there's gonna so be we some. are we are all in on this. I still think uh, what's her name? The mom. I think she's alive. They never actually showed her die. Lori? Uh, no, no, no. The mom from Fear the Walking Dead. Oh. Oh, Madison. Oh. Yeah, Madison's still alive, dude. No, she's dead. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this is why you have the expert well, coming. There goes that theory. <laughs> I mean, I remember I remember when we were doing the Talking Dead for that, because you're right, it was sort of open. They never I, showed it. Yeah. And so I, I was like, oh, but she's not really dead, is she? And they're like, no, no, she's dead. Yeah, she's <laughs> totally like, oh, dead. okay, yeah. all right. Well, the, but they never showed it on screen. But that's so true. They can, all, they, could. they can totally soap opera this thing and bring her back. Well, they could. Land. They could, because if they never showed her on screen dying, then she never truly died. No one is ever truly dead. You know, I've done the show before, and it's always been so much fun to talk to you guys. The last thing that I ever thought I would say to you when I came into your studio was, you guys have really nice candles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys have some really Big nice D makes candles. those. Did you I maybe know? Really? That yeah. They're, this is a really yeah. great. That's candle. why that one looks like it's a, it looks like it's in a, a, a vase because it's, <laughs> it's, it's in a vase. <laughs> <laughs> It's fantastic. Gigantic. But look, when you need a big candle, you go to the big guy. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, Big D, he likes you, but he's not like a total fan. Right. Like I, I told Chris when I opened the door when he got here, I said, I want to apologize for all the fangirling that is about to happen today because I am I can barely talk One right now. One day so I'm going to go Carson whenever you guys did are her doing makeup. The, I'm going to go <laughs> just, when you guys are doing the podcast. I want to go and just sit in. You can do that. I want to do that. <clears throat> I, I would do that. totally. That would be like the best trip ever. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's. it's oh, are we taking trips? Because can I get in the Talking Dead audience? Yes, that you can. You. <laughs> this is where we hit you up. You for know favors, a guy now. Apparently. You, of course, yeah. you can. You absolutely can come to, to Talking Dead. Yeah, I hit up all my Walking Dead friends. I'm like, oh my God, Chris is coming in today. Yeah, and you should. Like, you Ask should. how we get tickets. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's really easy. It's really easy um, to get tickets. I mean, okay. if 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 you if you know me, it's easy to get tickets. <laughs> I think otherwise. It's, <laughs> As it turns out, you know me, so it's fine. So fine. (laughs) Chris, I laughed so hard when uh, Carson, when I was like on a Thursday or Friday, I said, what are you doing for this weekend? She goes, oh, I'm I'm, uh, hosting a... some panel for what was it? Walker Stalker Con. Oh, you do also panel. Walker yeah, Stalker. I get to do those. Uh, last year, I got to do Michael Rooker's panel. 
Was it? Is it the Walker Soccer in Atlanta? In but there's Nashville. one in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta, no. Like, everybody's in Atlanta, so they bring in, like, the big guns. Yeah. So Nashville, they kind of look at me. They're like, oh, she's here, and she's kind of a dork. Like, come on out. Was it fun? Yeah, it's a blast. Yeah, I Rooker's love great. doing it. Yeah, he's. they didn't even need me. Just give him a microphone, and he goes. Yeah, he's great. R- Rooker sometimes is, like, trying to to reel in a big bass yeah. where you're like, where's he going? You know, you're trying to just hold on, just let him go. Yeah. You just hold on and let him go. But he's great. For those of you who don't know who that is, we're talking about, he played Merle uh, in The Walking Dead. He was also in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Did you ever think that the show would be turned into when they first came to you and said, Hey, we want you to host a show that talks about a show that's, or, just or did on. you go to them with that idea? No, they 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 <clears throat> they. It was their idea. It was their idea. It was the same people who created the Andy Cohen show because Andy's show was talking about the Real Housewives, and they said, "Well, could we do an after show that is about a scripted show?" And I honestly just thought, like, "Oh, this is going to be a really niche, like, nerd thing." Because Walking Dead was it was revolutionary when it when it came on. There just wasn't anything else like it. No one had done zombies that way and the effects were so good and it was shot so well that um it was it was really revolutionary for television but i really just thought like oh you know it'll be like a cup you know like fifty thousand nerds will watch this but but that was i was in that i was used to that like i didn't expect any more than that i was completely happy i would have been happy with that but yeah it i never and we got made fun of a lot of the like oh is a show about a show and then, you know, and then after about a year, then a bu- everyone's tried to copy it <laughs> and they're like, oh, OK, it's, you know, so it, it but it did. It, it, it is. It was weird. Like, why would someone watch? And a yet show it about turned out Chris became our therapist for the- fans of The Walking Dead. I mean, you really did because you react the way that we do and you have these. Everything is pretty genuine with you because. Well, you I don't, don't watch ahead. Yeah. yeah, I don't watch ahead because I don't want to. I don't ever want to spoil anything. Wait, and wait, I also wait, you don't watch it before us. No, I mean, I watch it about two hours before you. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but not. I don't watch like weeks ahead. Gotcha. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what's coming up. But there are shows like when I don't know if you guys watched Lost, but that was a show where you needed some type of an act to, to explain what was going on. There was so much weird stuff. Like a friend of mine, Game of Thrones, how oh, they do that. Little... One of my friends who's in my Walking Dead group. Um, she you have was, a Walking Dead group? Yeah, the ones I have the parties with for the great. premieres they, every they, year. They, yes. um, Chris, you'd have no idea. No, you'd, I mean, I can show you my fondant <laughs> creations. But uh, she actually was obsessed with Lost, and she started a newsletter for people oh, wow. to discuss it because you didn't have something like Walking Dead. And that Walking was before Dead. podcasts and exactly, all that. Exactly, yeah. So she, that was her... That's that's actually how we met. Patrick introduced us via email. Were the newsletters the last season of Lost? Like, I don't know, guys. <laughs> like, what is happening here? I'm not sure. Yeah. There's a smoke monster guy. I don't know. Yeah, she tried to break it down. It never really worked. Yeah, but it's it it is it is pretty uh, it is pretty surreal what that show became, and it's going into its tenth season, which is. It's mind blowing. Crazy. I yeah. mean, unless you're like a CSI or a Law and Order, like most shows don't. You know, most shows don't last 10 seasons. But I and I kind of wonder because Big Bang just ended, too. And I think that was 12. And I wonder, like, what age of television we're in, like the handful of shows like Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, Big Bang Theory. I feel like they got in just under the wire before people streamed everything. They just came in like a couple years before that. Yeah. And are we at a time now where there can be another show that everyone watches? And I, I just don't, mm. I don't know. I, I think the way that, uh, you know, people became, it's appointment watching. And I think that appointment watching still can happen because there's an excitement about live tweeting. There's an excitement about, you know, reacting online to your friends as well. You know, I, I, I think that. I think that that will never go away. There's always going to be a place for it. It's like sports. You don't want to watch it. It's community. You you're talking about you're talking about community right. too because you don't you want to you want to be included in the conversation and you need to watch something because you don't want anything spoiled. But there are very few shows where you feel that sense of urgency. Like oh, if I, especially when you binge watch stuff, mm-hmm. where you it's like I'm going to watch every episode in two days and then. Two days later, you don't remember what you want. It's just like it just goes right through your short-term memory like a shredder. Yeah. And so you just don't think about it anymore. You know, so I think it's good watching week to week. You really get to you wouldn't have a walking dead group if everyone just binge watched it. Exactly. Because it would be I made wa- friends because of that show, man. And everybody would yeah. be on different times too. Everybody would yeah. be on different episodes and well, it's I like think stranger it's, things when it comes out. Yeah. There are people who are like, I'm starting at midnight, and then others who are like, I'm gonna wait till I've got Saturday off right. to go through all of them. And it's you know, it, it's just not the community aspect of it. What are you guys watching? Anything else you watching right now? 
people should be watching? Well, I'm still getting over games of Game of Thrones. I'm still like every, I feel so abused by that that I don't want to watch anything else. But I'm is just like I'm gonna watch documentaries. But I'm is gonna... there a way? I mean, I, I think the problem very few shows that are, that are like giant, enormous fan favorite shows can stick the landing on the ending. And Breaking Bad was a show that did that. Yep. But do you like? Is there an ending? I just wonder if expectations were just so high to like wrap something I, up. I'm it, not a, a total hater. I don't have a problem with the ending of Game of Thrones. I just, I just am sad that it's over. I feel oh. like there was more story to tell. Like I'm not one of these people who's like I can't believe that all the story. So you're just mourning gonna... the loss of it. No, yeah, more. It's more about that. Like I'm not completely happy with the Prequels. way it went down, but it was fine. <laughs> I'm just you waiting get... for George R. R. Martin to finish the book because I feel like there's so much that we're gonna get in the next tome. I mean, this thing's going to be massive, and that's kind of what it's made me anticipate. I mean, more. yes, George R. R. Martin has made a lot of money, but uh, uh, but at the same time, now everyone just treats him like a kid who needs to finish his homework. Yes. I mean, it must oh just be God. miserable. What is you so long? Get, finish your homework. Uh, Why are you eating right now? Finish your homework. Also, Stop. Also, is the Nintendo on? Turn it off. I just have to go to the bathroom. Finish it. As a Star Wars fan, I'm very concerned about the Game of Thrones people taking the next series because I don't want it to end all. You know what I mean? Well, I, my my hope, what I really wanted to happen at the end of Game of Thrones, and this would never have happened because uh, I think it would have it would have caused an apocalypse. But I think it would have been really funny if at the end uh, you just see like you know one of them walk away from a dragon and then get on the subway and you find out it's a Westworld. <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing <laughs> was just a, cool. was just a Westworld. Uh, but they didn't do that. That would have explained the coffee cup, by the way. Yeah. That would have explained the, the coffee cup. And the water bottles. And the water bottles. And it is kind of funny at the end. They're just like, oh, who cares Yeah, anymore? we don't care. You guys are going to watch. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? Or something that you really, truly believe? Oh, God. I don't, I'm don't. i not a conspiracy guy. I don't know. I, there, isn't a, there isn't a good one. Do we, get, did we go to the Real moon? or not? Do we go what? Uh, well, first of all, did we go to the moon? Did, yes, of course we did. Okay. Aliens, real or not? I mean... Have they visited... You know, I, well, here's what I will say. Here's what I will say from a more scientific standpoint. There's, uh, you know, obviously we are here on this planet because, you know, asteroids brought uh, protein strands, water. Uh, Again, that's all theories. <laughs> well, hypothesis. We know that the atmosphere of the Earth was different in the in the beginning in the, in the in the early days of the formation of the Earth. We know that the atmosphere was mostly ammonia, so we were terraformed. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, oh gosh, I don't even know it what just that keeps means. Getting nerdier. It's just like, oh man, I want to get this to the real question: Berenstain or Berenstain Bears? I always thought it was Berenstain Bears. You, oh, you, okay. I did. I did. Apparently, Chris Hardwick is from that other dimension. I'm from the other dimension. Yeah, like, yeah there's so many. Like, I, I, I have a friend who's a pretty reasonable guy who's like, well, we don't know that there's not a giant hole over the Arctic Circle. I'm like, okay, let's just calm down. But again, yes, you know, you're right. Uh, there are certain things that we that we don't with 100% certainty know, but I think it doesn't automatically mean it's sort of like. The process of elimination goes from, oh, I didn't actually see this thing happen, so it was aliens. You know, it's almost like if you're, my wife loves to watch ghost shows and they drive me crazy. Uh, but all the ghost hunters are always like, we saw this flash of light, so it must be Colonel Nathan Johnson from night. You're like, why must it be that ghost? What if it was just a piece of dust reflecting light? Or another ghost. A or, less important or could have been ghost. another ghost. Yeah. Yeah, hey guys, I wasn't uh, general or yeah. anything. My, <laughs> name's, my name's Kenny. It's, uh, uh, hey guys. <laughs> ghost. Can realer? you send me some ghost jerky? Ghost. I just really want some <laughs> jerky. <laughs> or not yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, so I don't really have a good conspiracy theory, but I'll tell you, I, I, I do, I have the makings for a good conspiracy theory. What's that? Okay, here it is. So we're pretty much ruled by Instagram now. People are addicted to the in, uh, the endorphin rush of likes we're it's an addiction we're Your dopamine addicted. hit yes mm -hmm. so we uh, Instagram has this proprietary algorithm that they won't tell anyone how it works but they change it constantly so no one can game it and as a matter of fact now they've started crushing it down so that you know only ten percent of the people that follow you generally even see what you post so if one day they woke up and said, you know what? Let's just be chaotic evil today. 
they could start prioritizing specific types of posts that would wildly influence human behavior. Like if they if they wanted yep. to say like let's um, let's prioritize footage where people are like smashing through a store window, they just make a slight tweak. People would figure that out. They would start making those types of videos, and then everyone that would see that would go, "Oh my god, the world is falling apart." Right. I need to participate. Like they could unravel society. In a matter of it's days. It's a conspiracy theory for you, <clears throat> but uh, it's already happening. What? That is already happening. That's already happening. They're already, the algorithm is controlling But us was it part of the already. plan? I don't know if it was part of the plan. Because Facebook the, came from LifeLog, which was a DARPA project. Oh, gosh. It's <laughs> happened. Dude, <laughs> see? The day they killed uh, LifeLog... Facebook, Facebook was founded. Started. Yeah, and so do you. Do you think? Uh, do you think everyone there was just like a pl- a government a puppet? puppet? Yeah, yeah, I do. You think Zuckerberg is just like we need totally. to cast a nerdy kid? Totally. <laughs> yeah. Plus kid he's that, got let's, that let's, that kid in the hoodie that he and his wife looks he like looks Jesse like Eisenberg. He's never seen a girl naked. Get him. Get him. <laughs> he and his wife both have the connections. The political and CIA right. and all that stuff. Yeah, can man. I, Do the research. Can I move Do past this just a second? That's what's scary is that, you know what? I'll tell you what. The, what you're saying, do the research. So um, the idea of reality is so fluid now because anything that you want or need to believe, you can justify and you can go down that rabbit hole online yeah, yeah. and algorithmically it will deliver you more and more extreme mm-hmm. points of view to engage you. And so you will. you can be... You can be tricked into thinking that anything you think is a thousand. I think that's part of the reason why people are just screaming at each other all the time. Like, no, my reality is 100% true. It's like, but that's what the algorithm yeah. is feeding you to keep you engaged. So that's the tapestry of your world. And you think that means everything. Yep. So it's just a it, it, like that conspiracy. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't even call it a conspiracy because I don't think it's a conscious. I just think it's a byproduct. There's a really interesting book called 10 Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Accounts right now. And it and what it sort of it makes the point that um, you know these companies aren't willfully evil, but they uh, they have to increase engagement so they can show you banner ads, basically, so they can sell you. So things. they can make money. So they can make money, and so the things that increase engagement are unfortunately the worst parts of our of humanity. Right. And so it's elevating all those things and creating this sort of false picture of the world. And do you want? All of your emotions, every time you're angry and fire something off on Twitter and you think you're making a difference, is basically just commodified by a company. Do you want your emotions commodified to sell, you know, wet wipes or whatever it is that it thinks you want to buy? And it's just kind of – so I don't think it's a conscious conspiracy, but there is definitely – I, you know, something. I don't think anyone can c- control or even understand the algorithm at this point. I think it is off in its own little AI. It's Skynet. It's a yeah. Skynet. You ever, you ever, you ever see those stories where they're like, oh, yeah, we let two uh, AIs communicate with each other and they instantly form their own language and we had to pull the plug? Yeah, <laughs> that happened. Yeah, that happened. That's yeah, not that happened. scary at all. Not was that, was that Google or was that Microsoft? I forget who it was, but yeah, okay. they, that's an absolutely true story. Yeah. Before Chris has to leave and and we spend all our time talking about conspiracy And walk back theories, out into our, the simulation that is our world, <laughs> yes. the Matrix. Uh, I just want to say that as a, as a nerd, as a kid who was the fat, chubby kid that was nerdy and loved Star Trek and Are everybody made cry? fun of me. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Gosh, you guys made so much fun of me last time Chris was on the phone because I pointed out something he said on a town hall conversation I was listening to. Oh, that's amazing. And I was already being a fangirl, but now I get to say this while you're here. Can Uh, you look at him in the eyes and say it? No. Hold his hand. Thank you for... I'm not holding your hand. That's just too much. You don't want to touch that sweaty... I want to say thank you for creating the Nerdist, and for being a champion for all that. I really think that was a turning point. I think before Big Bang Theory and before all these things where it just kind of became cool to be a nerd, I think you were one of the guys that made it cool. I I, and, I appreciate that. I, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know how responsible I am for all that. I just know that when I was growing up in the 80s, the proto-nerds were not treated well. And, uh, you know, I used to be very ashamed. I used to hide my D&D stuff, and I used to hide the things that I was into and and got a lot of crap for it. And so I think when I grew up, I just always felt like I don't ever want anyone to feel that way because it sucked. Like it it legitimately sucked. There were only a, a handful of us who were in the chess club, who were also in the computer club, who were also in the D&D club, who were also in debate. Yeah. It's like and um, and we didn't have, you know, in the 1900s, you know, we didn't have a way to uh, connect with other people and right. form communities online. And so it just it was very isolating and it sucked. But you know, there's so many people like 
you know, Will Wheaton or Felicia Day or Kevin Smith or people who we all sort of at the same time, because of social media, were able to connect with people and sort of realize like, oh, you rather than trying to fit into everyone else's thing, if you're just the truest version of yourself, you will attract like-minded people. And I think that's all it was. We were just trying to connect with other people that like the same stuff. But it stuff. also legitimized geek culture in general. I mean, you know, the internet really put everybody together and also said, hey, you're you're not alone out there. Well, well I think that's something you can probably speak to. I think all of us can, that even me growing up, uh, as a girl and being obsessed with Star Wars and then moving on to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. And if and until these communities popped up, I was like, is it normal that I know every word to every Buffy episode? Because where else no, do you it's find not normal? Stop but it. it's, it's more Stop it. Um, you know, but like, you know, I want to spend an hour debating, you know, was it Spike or was it Angel? And then finding these communities, it, but it sounds silly, but it's like, that's the stuff that interests you and gets you going. And it's, oh, there's more of us out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the, the strange thing was that when they did the, when they, they did the, well, it wasn't really a reboot, it was a continuation, but when Doctor Who came back, with Christopher Eccleston and then Tennant, David Which, Tennant. by the way, we needed more Eccleston seasons. I'm still mad about that. He was awesome. He was, but I think he just didn't... I think he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. But um, but when those came back, and that was right about the time that social media was starting to percolate, uh, for a show that th there was almost zero awareness, there was almost zero awareness of Doctor Who in this country, except for people who remember watching it on PBS like in the 70s and 80s. Tom Baker. Tom Baker. <laughs> you know, whenever I would tweet about it, People would go bananas, and then that to me was when I realized, like, oh, there's there there's really something special. Before social media just became a shout box, but there's really something special about this thing. And all these people are just not they don't they're not talking about it publicly. There's no one that's really talking about it publicly in this country. And then of course it completely blew up when Matt Smith took over, and then it was in all the hot topics, and now everyone yeah. knows what it is. But there was a period of time. And so just the ability to connect with other people who are like, oh, my God, I love that show, too. I can't believe you're talking about that show and seeing how deep people would go, because that's really what nerd culture is. It's like how, you know, it's not what you like, but it's how you like those things, mm -hmm. like how deep you're willing to go. And that's when you defended the the reality of sports nerds because yes. the, the original proto nerds they didn't like the idea that sports nerds were a thing no i didn't you like know? it because i hated sports and i yeah. and i didn't like sports kids growing up because you know they made fun of me and and uh and were uh, pushed me down and so uh <laughs> <laughs> but then but then you sort of realize like oh okay yeah they're this sort of statistical this numbers game country of the music sports. nerd yeah this guy you know who goes and watches a screening of a PBS documentary so I can hear Ken Burns answer questions about how he made it Jerry like, that's, Reed. that's that's my <laughs> level hey, of nerdy was there a mystery going on around here <laughs> real let me get flash and we'll join you the Ken Burns mystery yes yeah. okay before before you leave will you do some voices for us just so it gets silly and we can get away <laughs> okay what should what should I do bloopy floop flop floop bloop bloop farts farts balls <laughs> blue, be, blue, blue, blue. That, that made my whole day. I don't know what the rest of you. <laughs> uh, like, look, look at Big D. Big D's just, just like, so what just happened? What here? did I step into? He's so disappointed in me right now for the fact that this is where it went. And I, don't I have care. to say, he's been very patient, though, the entire time. <laughs> Thank you. Because really. You could sort of play the role of like the yeah. angry big brother who pushes in is like, shut up, you freaking nerds. Yeah. He's Chet. Losers. You're he Chet, really dude. Chet. He's Chet. <laughs> You're Chet. He's the best. Oh my gosh. Oh. I've never been you, happier. The five people who got that oh, outside they, of this room would just died. wrecked their car. Chris, before you leave, I'm going to hold you down and fart in your face. That's totally fine. <laughs> How about a nice, greasy pork sandwich served in a dirty, dirty ashtray? All right, that's oh, enough of that. Chris Hardwick, everyone. Chris Hardwick. Rest in peace, Bill Paxton.